This week's guest on Battle Kill Buzz is a behavioural psychologist. So first ever behavioural psychologist we've had psychologist we've had on the programme, on the show. So yeah, he'll be in to talk about all things, depression, anxiety, self-harm. I suppose talking about these in depth, you know, we haven't talked about these before, so that'll be interesting. Um all of them kind of buzzwords, I suppose, just really going in deep into these topics, like, you know, self-harm, what, why it, what drives someone to do it, I suppose, stuff like that, anxiety, how you overcome it, um, obviously depression, the big buzzword at the moment, mental health, just giving tools, I suppose, you supplied tools, advice, just to help, help people struggling with it, you know, and, and to help live a live a good life you know and to, to i suppose overcome these these issues you know and uh, obviously then kappa chats will be into um to peak the episode with a good bit of a few results and a few fixtures and a bit of shy talk so yeah hope you enjoy the episode and uh, yeah please subscribe like comment everything you can to support the page thank you um right i suppose we'll jump straight in it's great to have you here now to actually and say that to you it's great to have you here um first thing i want to ask you is i know we're jumping right into this but i'm kind of i don't know what the word is just do you know depression how where does that originate from or where how can people develop that because i don't think people know that much about it but can you kind of fill us in on that sure so first of all then thank you very much for inviting me for the podcast and started with a great question. So depression can come with a lot of uh, situations. It can be a loss of uh, someone that you love, a breakup in a relationship. Sometimes we have no idea where it came from. It can also be something genetic. So if you have someone in the family that suffered from dep- depression before, it's something that uh, can also affect you. So it's something that uh, it's passed through generations, emotional abuse, relationship difficulties. So anything that will cause a feeling of sadness, loss, and usually is very intense, it can come from that. So it's it's very uh, challenging to say that depression has one cause. It really depends on what the person is experiencing. It can be as I said, it can be something or it can be something that the person doesn't even know. For example, something as uh, uh, something as genetics or something that sometimes people come to me and say, oh, I have this feeling that's very intense sadness, but then they don't know where it came from. So it's not something that, okay, the person experienced that and then it caused depression. It's quite difficult to say. It can be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the toughest thing when I suppose like like fair enough if you have a bereavement or something in the family and you're like yeah mm-hmm. I know why I'm down because of that but if you have something like I just have this feeling inside me and I just feel crap I don't yeah that's mm-hmm. probably worse for me I don't know how like if that was could you call that maybe depression I know it's hard to you can't call everything depression it's it's very hard to signify or call it something but yes the biggest difference in depression is that it's not just sadness Sometimes we think, oh, I'm sad. And then a lot of people would say, I'm depressed because I'm sad. It's not usually the way it works. So one key point to know if you are experiencing depression, if that sadness lasts longer, for example, the situation is not there anymore, but then you're still feeling empty. You're still feeling that something is missing. You're still feeling sad. Usually it's over two weeks. So if that feeling lasts more than over two weeks 
possibly the person is experiencing depression. And besides that, there are other things as well that uh, can be described as depression. For example, in a, actually any mental health condition, I usually say that functioning is very important. And what, what do I mean by functioning? I mean that the person is not sleeping well, the person is not eating properly, has no appetite, or too, or too much or too little, and the mood is affected. So the person cannot be in a state that I would say common, that the person is not feeling anything that is too much. So basically those three things, plus, as I said, two weeks over that feeling, it can be a sign of any mental health condition, and in that case, depression. Yeah. And um, how do you how do you deal with that? Because that's obviously the silent killer, as people say. That's a, you know, it, it's a, I, I can't say talk personally about it, but it's obviously very tough. How do you start to even deal with that? Right. The first thing to understand is to know that you're not alone, that the person is not alone, that there are resources that the person can use and, and can try to overcome that condition. For example, connecting with therapists is actually the most recommended thing to do. But I do know sometimes the person who wants to talk because a therapist is a stranger. So it's really hard someone to talk to someone that you don't know. And based on that, uh, it's important to, to keep saying as a therapist, and like, I don't know if you do therapy yourself, or if you know people that do therapy, that therapy is a confidential space. So everything that the person will talk in the session will be between the therapist and the client. So it is confidential. And is no judgmental as well. Because sometimes if, okay, I'm, I'm experiencing this that Thomas is saying, but I don't feel comfortable to talk to people. I don't want to talk to anyone about this. Then because mostly because the person will be afraid of all oh, what my friends will think about me, what my, my family will think it's happening. So it is challenging to talk about those things, but then a therapist won't judge you in any sense. So the therapist is actually will do the opposite, will support you. So I would say, first thing to, to do, is to seek for help yeah and then there are other things as well for example and that would be working with the therapist the therapist would probably encourage you to do that is taking care of your your, your functioning as i said like try to get better sleep try to start eating properly doing some physical exercise and one thing that i'm big i i don't know if you notes on my Instagram, I do talk a lot about self-care. Mm. And self-care is extremely important for any mental health condition that the person is experiencing. Because self-care is, is the basics. And when I mean when, when I say self-care, I mean something that makes you happy. So self-care for me can be something and for you can be something completely different. Mm. So there is no right wrong when you talk about self-care. So anything that makes you feel happy or they make you feel that uh, you are worthy. So those things are very important to do. But basically then the, the first thing is actually to seek for support. Yeah. Um, that answer your question. Yeah, no, it does not perfect. Um, yeah, like the self-care thing is, is interesting because like I think another thing in life 
people want to be feel purpose. I think the worst thing that I say, and I've heard it from some of my friends, and this is the main reason mm-hmm. I wanted to get you on, is because there's people, and you you never see, you, I'd never see this in them. I wouldn't see all the they'd be wrecked. They wouldn't sleep a wink or anything, but they just wouldn't get out of the bed. They'd just be so demotivated for the day. And it's, mm-hmm. it's awful to see from people who used to be just really go-getters and going for life. And yeah. um, and it's just, they've, maybe it's just they've no purpose. They just feel they've no purpose. Maybe that's it. Because I think you have to kind of be nearly, in my mindset, you have to be jumping out of bed every morning excited, you know? not every Obviously mm-hmm. not every morning that will happen, but I just think it's, um, you need that purpose, I suppose, as I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to find the purpose mm. sometimes it's hard to leave the beds and start the day so that's why it's so important to work with the basics mm. to try to get as much as you can in a quality sleep and when I say quality sleep it's not about sleeping too little or sleeping too much <laughs> sorry is actually sleeping properly mm. because well, everything that's too little is too much is not healthy. Yeah, yeah. So it is important to start there and then see, okay, how is my appetite appetite going? Am I eating too much? Am I eating too little? What are the feelings that I'm experiencing? Can I talk to someone about those feelings? Can I talk to someone about what's going on in my life? So even if there is someone that you trust friends a family member it is important to say out loud okay i am exactly what you said i don't have the energy to leave the bed so saying that to someone is is something to to do is is the starting point yeah um unfortunately as we know like depression can often lead to if it's not kind of tackled or it's not dealt with it can lead to like you know self-harm and like god forbid suicide like um Mm -hmm how do you I, I know you said how to deal with the depression but like I suppose when people have gone down that route it's obviously another level you have to stop again isn't it like it's um mm-hmm. it's another level you're just trying to keep just take care of them and mind they're okay it's just it's gone another level down the road unfortunately you know yes it can lead to that any any mental health condition can lead to that and depression is the big one when we talk about uh, self-harm and suicidal thoughts so it is important to actually really seek for help. And if someone is already on that stage, is already on that level, usually it's it's very important to talk about uh, suicide. So thank you very much for, for bringing that up because a lot of people feel afraid, okay, I, I shouldn't use the word self-harm or I shouldn't yeah. talk about suicide because it's too heavy. But it's important to talk about because if the person is... So, some, some people even... Uh, in a very wrong way, in a very misleading way, a lot of people would think, oh, if I talk about self-harm, are you actually starting to put those thoughts in someone's head? Yeah. But I can guarantee you, if the person is already having those thoughts, talking about it won't change anything. We will actually help the person to see, okay, I'm not alone. So I'm having these thoughts, but then there is someone there talking about it. So it means I can also talk about it. So it is important to talk about that. And usually what happens when the person is on that stage already, it's because whatever the person is experiencing is so challenging that, okay, it's so painful to think about my life. It's so painful, everything that's in my head. So 
a way of dealing with that pain is to actually physically harming myself because that pain is easier to deal with. So usually that will happen when you think about self-harm. It's a way to run away from the pain in the head, from the pain of the feeling that the person is experiencing. So what about instead of doing something against yourself to not talk to someone that that pain is so heavy and so difficult to deal with? That would be a better way to deal with that. So it is important to say that the person is not alone because even the person thinks, okay, no one cares about me. Even if, let's say in the worst case scenario, the person doesn't have much friends and the family doesn't seem to care much. There are people that will care. And that's why I would say a therapist or there are loads of resources. Ireland has uh, the Pieta House that you can contact, you can give them a call and say, okay, I'm experiencing this. And that there's other helplines as well that the person can talk to someone that do care. Everyone that's seen the health, uh, the healthcare profession is not because oh, it's just a profession. It's because we do care about people. So that's why, for example, I can say for myself as well, I did choose to be a psychologist, not because oh, it's a nice profession and that's what I, I, I want for my, my job. It's not just that, I do care for people. And that's why it's important to actually seek for support for the ones that actually will try their best to, to help you. Yeah. And um, you mentioned there you're a psychologist. Like in, in your job daily, do you, is there kind of extremes you have to deal with? Do you have to deal with people who are just really far down the road, you know, depressed, just maybe uh, just stereotypes of it, like, you know, maybe not too many friends, maybe just different situations and they're dark, far down the road. Would you meet, would you have to, would you meet many of them? Or what would you kind of, like on a daily basis, uh, who would you kind of be talking to? Right. I My work ranges from a lot of things. So mm. people that seek for support with myself, they come with like a variety of challenges in, in their life, in their behavior. So there is no one thing or another. I am more specialized, of course, because it's impossible for us to say, if you, if you, if you see a psychologist, oh, I see everything. Yes. So it's, it's not usually the way it works. Oh. Some, some psychologists, they're more specialized in, in some areas. So I am more specialized like in depression, anxiety, phobias, relationship challenges, uh, self-harm as well. So those are the range of people that I, uh, I, wor I work with. Okay. Um, another thing that I suppose like can lead, um, maybe not lead to depression, but can lead, I suppose, to just your brain maybe taking you over and just just having bad thoughts and stuff is, is like anxiety and stress. People maybe underestimate that a bit, I think. Like, especially mm -hmm. in Ireland, they kind of say, ah, you're just, you just have a tough day at work or something. But I think if that builds up, you can see how that, what that does to a person. Like, oh, I think I know. Yes, yes. It's one thing that's extremely important. And I really, talk, I really like to talk about that because there is, they, if you say stress, anxiety, depression, they overlap a lot. Even though the, the, some, some treatments are pretty much similar. When I, for example, when I say about self-care, any condition that the person is experiencing, I would definitely recommend self-care. There are other things as well, for example, journaling of, uh, of thoughts and emotions, uh, physical exercise, 
those things are basic. So whatever the person is experiencing, that would be something that the person can work on. And answering your question, there is a difference between stress and anxiety. Yeah. Right. And that's important as well to take into consideration. Because sometimes stress is what keeps us alive. So when you are crossing the roads, when you look on the sides, okay, there's no car humming, so I can cross the roads. So it is a stressful situation. Hmm. Very, very little, very basic level, but it is. That's what keep, we keep alive. Because if you don't have that fear of, okay, I'm just crossing the road without thinking, yeah. it might be in danger. Yeah, so true. there is those stressful situations to, that will keep us alive, right? That's okay. We need that. We cannot be completely fearless because then we wouldn't take care of ourselves. Yeah, you'd be gone. Yeah. But then there are situations that the stress is way too much. That is not helping us to sleep properly, to eat properly, as I said, the functioning parts. So there are stressful situations that we need to take care of and then do things. As, as I said, talking to a therapist, mindfulness ex is extremely helpful for, for stress and any, any other condition as well. But I usually when people say, okay, I'm experiencing this situation, I would definitely recommend mindfulness because it will bring a person to the present moment to not lead the person to anxiety because that's what can happen. So let's say there is a stressful situation there that the person is having challenges to, to cope right? And then let's say that situation is over. Let's say that there was an interview at work for you to be promoted and then stressed and then it's difficult and challenging. And then you actually pass the interview. Everything is, is finished. If the stress is not there anymore, perfect. You are, you are experiencing stress. So it's important on that moment to take care of yourself. But then if the feelings is still there, even the situation is not there anymore, you are probably experiencing anxiety. So the stressors are not there anymore. There's nothing to fear, but then you're still having symptoms. You're your, your heart's still pounding. You're, you're still sweating constantly. You're still having intrusive thoughts, worry about what's gonna happen next even though we don't know what's going to happen next. So that will probably be something that you're experiencing anxiety. And it's important to have that difference. Because as I said, the stress is sometimes what keeps us alive. Yeah, yeah. But then if the stressor is not there anymore, you're probably experiencing anxiety. And then you, you need to take care of that as well. Hmm. Yeah, no, it makes sense, yeah. Um, the last thing I want to ask you, um, I understand you mightn't be qualified for this and you can we can forget about the question if you want but um have you an opinion on antidepressants if people are taking them is there any opinion or anything you want to say on that or you don't have to if you don't want to but sure uh so i would say psychotropics okay anything yeah. that's like antidepressive uh any kind of medication for mental health conditions okay it's not the scope of a psychologist to prescribe medication. Mm. So psychologists don't do that. Yeah. 
okay, psychotherapists as well, because it's the same way of working pretty much. But a psychiatrist or a GP would probably recommend that. It's different ways of working, okay? Mm. What I would recommend the person to do is to actually seek for a therapist and a good therapist will see that the person needs medication and will refer to a GP or a psychiatrist. Because sometimes the person do need a little push. So if the person is really trying everything, everything that we are talking about, mindfulness, physical exercise, work on sleep, work on, on appetite, if the person is really trying and the person cannot do that or the person cannot keep that going, sometimes it is something that is recommended that the person would need that little push, okay? Sometimes the person genetically has lack of a hormone, for example, like lithium. That's something uh, that, that the person is not producing much that chemicals in the inner brain. So the person would need that little push, okay? Again, as I said, it's not my place to prescribe anything, okay? But we cannot neglect that if the person is trying everything, that some, there might be something biological that the person needs. What I would recommend is that the person keep therapy going. Because ideally, if possible, if there is no uh, condition on the, the, the biological side, that the medication will be going to a lower and lower level until the person doesn't need the medication anymore, but therapy keep going. So that would be the ideal scenario, but every case is different. Yeah, and um, right. uh, does and just along that, does depression ever, does it ever leave you, or is it kind of just you control it? Yeah. So anxiety, depression, uh, stress, it's not something. If I tell you, oh, there is a cure, there is therapy is the cure, or the pill would be the cure. I'm lying. <laughs> Yeah, it's there is no such a thing, okay. But it's something that we can learn how to cope with. Something that we can live our lives and understand. Okay, I experiencing that, uh, and again, you don't have a problem. You know, you, it's not that oh you're sick, you're ill. It's not. It's not like that. It is something that you you experience that will be there with you. And then we have to understand that side of us and say, okay, I, that's something that's part of me and I can, I can deal with that. Mm. Pay attention on the signs as you're saying, oh, sometimes you're stressed and we don't pay much attention on that. And then it becomes slowly and slowly, it becomes something bigger and bigger. So. Uh, therapy would help the person to understand, okay, that's coming back to a stronger level. So, okay, what we can do in a preventive way to not get to the stage that I can't leave my bed, for example. Hmm. And I can, I can tell you, it's something that we can live with. We can have healthy lives, understand that, okay, I experienced that, it's my way of working. There's nothing wrong with me. And I learned to, to live with that and 
to cope with the situations and even to be aware. I am very focused on, on the behavioral side, right, in, in my approach. And then I would help the person to understand and to notice, to be aware, more aware of their behaviors. Okay, is this behavior unhealthy? Is that behavior leading me to something that will cause me uh, a chronic depression, for example? Okay, I will start looking for those behaviors and understanding those behaviors to actually manage them. So there's no such a thing as cure. It's yeah. not that simple. Yeah. Okay, but it's something that we can learn to live with in, in, in a very healthy life. Hmm. Yeah, no, sounds good, yeah. No, hope, yeah, it's, once you're able to control it, I suppose, it, and live a, live a decent life, that's, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's nearly all uh, we have to, I suppose, talk about. Uh, thanks a million for doing the interview again. I have to thank you. Um, thanks for taking time out your day. It really, really does mean a lot to me. So, uh, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, sure, I suppose we'll, we'll leave it there, I suppose. Sure. Th thank you again for, for inviting me and thank you for bringing uh, that subject to, to the podcast because mm -hmm. it is something that we need to talk about and it is something that can be uncomfortable, but it is something that will make a difference. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure that you are doing something that will help someone to be able to talk about that. So thank you as well. Yeah, no, hopefully, and yeah, no, hopefully it becomes normalized. That's just that's what we're all Good. looking for, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, please God, I know. Yeah, so no, thanks a million, and uh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll chat to you. God bless. See you then. Bye bye. Well, look, your boss. Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard, um, make sure to get us on Instagram, uh, obviously, at Balnakil Buzz, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, tell all your friends about it, and um, yeah, just support the old cause, and we'll get and even. Let us know if you want if you want to email us balancebuzz at gmail.com or DM us with any topics or any suggestions for guests or if you want to be a guest yourself, anything like that, anything you want thrown in, any ideas you have, just let us know. We'd love to hear about them and we Yes. Thank you. That's it. Good luck.